It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Have you ever heard of insect politics? Neither have I. Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion. No compromise. We can't trust the insect. I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm saying I'm an insect. Who dreamt he was a man. I loved it. But now the dream is over. And the insect is awake. No, sir. I'm saying. Hi, welcome to the film with three brains. This is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And this is Sean in Chicago. And in third place, it's Sam from San Francisco. <laughs> uh, today on this uh, episode, we have a guest, my lovely wife, Sam. Lady Sam. Lady Sam. We have two Sams now, so Lady Sam and Man Sam. Uh, <laughs> Lady Sam is also coming at you from Maplewood, New Jersey. She's sitting right next to me. We live together. Hence the, mar- hence the marriage. <laughs> uh, Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank Welcome, you. Lady Sam. Good to be here in my home. So this is the movie we're talking about today is her pick. And it is the 1986 version of The Fly starring Jeff Goldblum and uh, what's Gina, Davis? Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Uh, directed by David Cronenberg. So I think the first question is, why did you pick a body horror film from David Cronenberg in the 80s? I have very specific childhood memories, and that sounds weird because I shouldn't have been watching this as, like, I don't know, seven, eight, whatever years old I was when this movie came out. Well, it came out in 86, so you'd have been, what, five? Yeah, but when did it hit HBO? I think that's Probably the big like question. Probably, like, two years later. Yeah. Wow, so, that's pretty young. Yeah, yeah, pretty young. <laughs> I remember having very confusing, like, somewhat sexual awakening feelings for Jeff Goldblum <laughs> that later what? turned into disgust yes. and horror. <laughs> so, like, I wanted to revisit that. And, like, who else to revisit that with than my husband and his two childhood best friends? <laughs> <laughs> for the world to hear. Yes. It's a perfect plan. So you're welcome. This isn't a parallel to what's happening to your husband as he ages, where... <laughs> where the hair on his back gets yeah. really coarse. And I started vomiting he started out really sexy. <laughs> just... yeah. I mean, you I'm should just... see him now. Yeah, hey, I just got mad gross. <laughs> his ear fell off the other day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it was really great that... Um, that both of you have fond memories of movies with ears falling off. Um, oh, yeah. Cohen, Cohen being dead alive and you with the fly. It was like, oh, <laughs> these two are perfect. And guess who our favorite painter is? <laughs> Duh. It was terrible. It was a yeah. bad joke. Oh, you're going to edit that out, right? Uh, nope. It all stays. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for those who haven't uh, seen it, the fly is a... Uh, uh, a horror movie, I guess. It would, yeah, it's a horror movie uh, yeah. about a guy who is on the verge of perfecting teleportation. 
And in a bit of a drunken stupor, one night when he's upset at his brand new girlfriend lady, um, he decides to go through it himself. Up to that point, he had never been able to successfully teleport uh, a living uh, living uh, creature. Although he has tried with the monkeys, which is terrible. I don't know why I wasn't using yeah, something smaller. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, he goes through. Seems to work perfectly. He feels great. But unbeknownst to him, there was a fly trapped in the pod with him. And the computer got confused and merged them. And then the fly sort of takes over. And he mutates slowly over time. Uh, his relationship you know, falls apart. And he gets grosser and grosser and grosser until he becomes a monster. Um, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's a remake of a film from the 50s starring Vincent Price. Uh, I wanted to watch the original, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah, I saw it when I, I think I saw it when we were in high school. Um, I think I sought it out sometime after the remake came out, but I, I have no memory of it. Only that I th- I'm pretty sure he w- it, it was actually it was teleportation he was working on even in the '50s version. In the yeah. '50s version, there was probably definitely less sexy time in that movie. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I don't think Vincent Price did love scenes. No. <laughs> I don't know. He, he didn't wear briefs. He's kind of hot, though. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, had, obviously, Sam had seen it. Lady Sam had seen it before. I've seen it before. Have you guys seen it before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to elaborate on that? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Well, I can no. I, do a no, crappy I job saw it on VHS at, back in the day, and I hadn't seen it though since then. Yeah, there's a lot of it I didn't remember at all. Yep, that sounds like me. I mean, I I saw it, and I I couldn't piece together why it sticks out in my memory, but um, I hadn't I hadn't seen it since either. But I feel I mean, I feel like. Maybe you may have had the same kind of like weird feelings about it back in the day. <laughs> and I, and the problem is, well, at least for me, is that I'm not really a horror fan. And I, I feel like, I mean, we'll get to Cronenberg's uh, whole list, but I've missed so many of his movies. And I really wish yeah. I had seen them because it maybe it would explain some things about this movie. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just, I mean, this is his best, uh, as far as commercial success, this is his best movie, right? Well, you mean overall or just up until that point? I think overall. I think overall. Well, probably not overall because I okay. feel like the, a history of violence made quite a splash when that came out. Okay. Right? Didn't it? Am I, or am I misremembering that? Yeah. I feel like that was a big deal. No? I don't, I don't know. I saw Eastern Promises. That Nobody had seen that well, with Viggo Mortensen. I, also, I saw I it. I think I saw that too. Yeah. I didn't, Sean. You're right. I didn't see it. Thanks. <laughs> um, I mean, the Dead Zone was kind of Dead Zone. He made right before the Fly with Christopher Walken. That was kind of yeah. It was kind of a. I thought that was maybe a. I don't know. Okay, so we can qualify I mean, and say that this is maybe the movie you, that had the most success and acclaim at the same time. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty high profile, I guess. Relatively. Crash speaking. was good. What? No. Yeah. No. That was one that got. Uh, I know. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the other crash. Are you talking about the one with yes, the okay. Sandra Bullock I'm that sorry. won all the awards? No, not the same crash. <laughs> okay. But also, but I mean, just to be clear, they're both, they're both kind of shitty. <laughs> the other one got plenty uh, of acclaim. Yeah. You just don't like it when movies right. get acclaim. No, I, I don't mind it when they get acclaim. I just like it when it's earned. 
<laughs> hey, wait. It, Naked Lunch is, is a pretty... I mean, that's a very strong cult film. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes. That Naked Lunch is probably on the list of any, like, top 20 cult films of all time or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and Scanners has to be up there for most popular meme when you're sitting in a meeting and want to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely has the most. Uh, it has to have the most famous head explosion scene of any uh, of any film. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. In my small household, um, he's most famous for being in, um, uh, being an actor rather than a director. Yeah. What? Like like Nightbreed. 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 <laughs> Nightbreed is very big in this household. Really. <laughs> I, like I mean, Nightbreed. just Amy. It's not. Really, I mean, I I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it for sure. And we just we just it's watched it again kind of recently. Cats. It's Amy. <laughs> right. Well, the cats are yeah. <laughs> Mum's the word, I guess, with them. But, um, but yeah. I mean, I I was shocked because I because I guess I saw him in the fly as cameo as the doctor, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he looks familiar, but yeah, I don't know why. And then I and I realized, oh yeah, it's because of the Nightbreed. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just watched the the extended version and it was hard to t- I couldn't really remember enough about the original to tell which parts were extended. Anyway, I don't, we don't have to talk about Nightbreed. Let's talk about The Fly. <laughs> That's all right. We're all about tangents. Um so what was I going to say? I I I probably I don't I don't have any memory. Do you guys have any memory of actually seeing The Fly for the first time like theater not probably not no couldn't have been a theater was at 86 we were 12 yeah i guess it's possible i definitely saw it on vhs yeah i think we we like somewhere around that that time between like my older sister and i think yeah pretty much i give my the credit to my older sister that we saw like every horror movie that (laughs) ever came out like that seemed like all that we would rent were horror movies hmm. and this was one of them and i remember the only thing i remember from this movie besides who was in it was the monkey failed teleportation scene oh. which yeah. yeah makes you makes me still like oh that's wrong. It's dramatic yeah um, yeah but that's the only scene i could actually remember like i couldn't remember what actually happens to him yeah. Like I knew that he transformed, but I couldn't, I, none of that was in my mind. The only thing I could actually remember was, was, was the monkey scene. The monkey one stood out in my mind. And then when he vomits on the guy's hand <laughs> and then his weirdly foot. decides he's going to vomit on his ankle too and, and disintegrate that and make his foot fall off for no, I don't even remember. Why did he, is it, there's I no, don't know. Is, is I gonna thought eat he him? was going to use him. I, no, as I think like he was just like, host. oh, he's just disabling like a, him. He was like disabling him. He's just, okay. just kind of being a dick. Ugh. But that, that scene really stood out. And in fact, I, 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 it was grosser than I remembered. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even watching it when we were watching it together and that happened, I was like, oh, that was another oh, reason I God, wanted to see like, if it God, stood so up as being as gross and like creepy as I remember it. And it sure did. So yeah. do you, do you remember the experience of watching it for the first time? Like, do you remember the circumstances, who you were with, where you were at? I was definitely alone and like maybe somewhere, <laughs> like maybe my parents' bedroom where they didn't realize I was watching it. I, I mean, come on. I wasn't You're supposed to be watching alone. that shit. <laughs> so yeah, alone. 
<laughs> and feeling very weird <laughs> and potentially frightened and then having no one to talk about it with after. <laughs> <laughs> to sort out the feelings. Yeah, and, and just letting it work, work itself out in my nightmares. Um, but I got over it eventually. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the the vomit. Well, it all came back. Like I was like, wait, no, it's not. It's this is as worse. This is as bad as it gets. It doesn't get worse. And then it's like, no, the ear was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. So if you guys have ever seen, uh, I don't think David Cronenberg is really known for body horror films, but Videodrome came out before this, and boy, that's that's all about body horror. And Jesus, it's, it, I haven't seen it in a long time, but my memory of it's pretty uh, pretty hazy. But it, I, I, it's stuck with me. It's kind of revolting in a lot of ways. Revolting. That's a good Yeah, one. and Existence actually just... I forgot about Existence. Existence also yeah. has that too. So I guess maybe he is kind of known for body horror. <laughs> well, yeah, but Existence is, is psych, more psychological than... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff like a dog... A uh, gun to coming out of a dog, but, you know, other than that... Well, isn't... It, yeah. I mean, there's there's a weird weirdness to it. Surreal yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. But yeah, the fly, I, I was trying, I was alluding to this earlier. I didn't do a very good job, but I'll try again. So I think that the fly might be responsible for me not, not really getting into horror movies. Oh yeah. Because it's one of those movies I definitely remember seeing and being, I don't want to say put off. I was kind of, kind of like Sam that was, you know, eh, I don't know how to feel about this. This is weird. Um, probably, I don't know if I saw it with my older sister on whatever, but I do remember thinking, Hmm. That was, you know, like, what was the point of that movie? I don't really get that. I think <laughs> I, I may, I may be projecting my older self onto my, my young person's thoughts, but the fact remains, I, I really have a big hole in my whole, in my movie watching for horror movies, hmm. which is good because, you know, cause we're, we've hit, we've hit some good ones and we'll probably hit a lot more. <laughs> so it's good for me. Edifying. Toughen me Great. up, you know? Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the whole movie was preventable in the fact that Gina Davis should have never gotten out of the car in the beginning of the movie. She drove him home. She saw where he lived and she still got yeah. out of the car. Nah. -uh. Yeah, that was that was a different time, I think. Uh, yeah, some yeah. abandoned warehouse in the fucking middle of nowhere. She and had she's no like, self-preservation. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Instincts. None. I, I mean, now I do I do appreciate it, I think, for what it is. And uh, I think that's unfair to... I think... Be, well, what, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is it was really effective. All these weird yeah, sure. things and, the you know, the I mean, obviously, the, the guy won a, an Oscar for the makeup. Did he? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Gross. Who was, do you know who that was? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember reading about Wallace, it. Wallace, I think. Chris Wallace. Yeah. Hmm. W-A-L-A-S. Yeah. Hmm. And it, it even said that after a screening, the audience cheered when they saw his name, like they saw the, the credit for, you know, uh, I guess, I don't know, it's not makeups, but it's like makeup effects or, you know. Sure. Mm -hmm. And they <laughs> applauded his name. And then uh, the producer oh, was like, go. you're getting the Oscar. And then he was, you know, he, he was right. Hmm. Oh, he worked on Return of the Jedi. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. He turned down Gremlins 2 to do this. Huh. Good move. Yeah. I don't know. Gremlins 2 had that gremlin that had the peppers coming out of his face. That was pretty <laughs> spectacular. 
I don't think Gremlins 2 won any Oscars. Oh, so he <laughs> so he's the guy who went on to direct The Fly 2. The Fly 2, that's right. With, um... Uh, there's only one person in it that we the knew. The Mask. Um, Rocky Dennis. Wow, I'm drawing a blank. Ugh, Rocky Dennis. The actor's name. What the hell? Ugh. Hello? Anyone? Oh, you mean, um... Yes. <laughs> I'm doing it too. The guy from <laughs> Pulp Fiction, you mean? <laughs> well, you sure, yeah. What's his uh, name? The original Marty McFly? Yeah, the original Stoltz, Marty McFly. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Wow. Stoltz. Yeah. Four brains all cut out at once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You said uh, Rocky Dennis. I went into a dark place. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a good movie. Ugh. Uh, now, oh, I think I, I thought, I, if I remember correctly, I think John Getz is in The Fly too as well. That's what I was thinking yes. of. Yeah. He's the uh, one who gets... Right? Yeah. Well, he's like handless and footless or something. He must be, right? Yeah. Well, he... Yeah, well, unless he they better be. be. He better be. <laughs> he better be. <laughs> I will not stand for that discontinuity if he does not. Damn skiffy. Yeah. They could just send him through the machine with an extra hand and foot and see what... Maybe yeah, I know. What the, what Imagine the possibilities you could do with this uh, this uh, whole premise. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff Goldblum's idea is pretty off the wall. I know he was really desperate and, and half dead, but he thought they would make one entity yeah. out of three entities. Yeah, that was silly. But also, like, how do you have a conversation with yourself? Like... I wouldn't want to meld with you, Cohen. I wouldn't well, be able to talk to you anymore. Of course. It was just a <laughs> harebrained scheme by a damaged brain. Like, imagine a fly. He an actual literal fly working out. on teleportation. <laughs> How dumb shit would that be? <laughs> but that's an interesting thing, though, that, that you, I mean, he didn't, he didn't absorb the, fr- the fly's brain. It wasn't like... Like, how would you even do that? I mean, I mean, we don't know. We don't know that for sure. I mean, by the end, he was basically a fly. Well, he was something. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looked like the end of... Uh, what, like what a was praying the, mantis. What was the... Uh, uh, ah, crud. 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 That movie... Um, wow, I can't think of anything about it now. Who wrote it or who directed it, who was in it. The area, not area, 51, the district... Uh, district 9? District 9. Oh, he did look uh, a little like one of those. Right? Like they, if it, I felt like the, District 9, at the end, he was inspired kind of by the end of The Fly a little bit, the way he looked. Mm-hmm. If I haven't mentioned it, District 9 is one of the few movies I'll watch over and over and over. Oh, yeah? I liked oh, yeah. that movie. I've only seen I liked that movie. I thought yeah. they were going to make a sequel, and I think they were maybe at a time, and then they just never did. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like it was ripe. There was there was more story to tell. Well, let's see. The little flower yeah. at the end. Sad. I love that movie. Yeah, I don't think you have mentioned that. It's interesting because, it. I, yeah, I've seen it once too, and I and I liked it a lot. And then, but I've never had the desire to watch it again. Oh, Neil Blomkamp. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't remember his name. Oh, I knew that. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> what an interesting dude, Neil Blomkamp. He's like. A single, he made like one, uh, you know, arguable masterpiece and then a bunch of crap. Well, he's got something coming out there. Although I didn't see uh, Chappie, but, uh, You know, Chappie had promise, but they made the, they made the robot have this, you know, he had this, uh, 
accent that made him come off as goofy, like somewhere between like short circuit and jar jar binks. And, um, oh, really? Yeah, and it totally took away oh. from the rest of the movie. And mm. it, like it was, there's a lot in there that that's promising, but to have something with with the wrong voice and the wrong kind of personality, yeah, just ends up killing it. Um, and the robot develops that way because he he's hanging out with some. I can't remember if they were, they were just like low level drug dealers or druggies themselves. And he picks up this accent and behaviors that you're just like, no, go. It was just the wrong thing. At least for yeah. me, you I'm, know, I'm hung up on but, your description. <laughs> Jar Jar drinks mixed with Chappie number five is alive. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I would love to see a mashup of Chappie, uh, a Jar Jar Binks, and a, and a short circuit film. Someone make a 10 minute short out of that. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll see if one of the interns wants to do it. Um, <laughs> But you know, you you said like, oh, he made this one, you know, masterpiece, and then and then made crap, and and you know, I I used to hold that against people, you know, but then I realized like, you know what, you made one masterpiece. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah, it's significant. Most people make zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> zero masterpieces. <laughs> you got one that's so, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, you know, yeah. and especially if like, yeah, like you, you had, you know, I think was wasn't it. Bob Dylan, who said, like, oh, I had 20 years to come up with my first album and, and six months to come up with my second album. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's the same sort of thing. I mean, that's what I, I you know, it's funny you detective. say that because that's exactly what happened with um, True Detective. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. He worked on the he worked on the, <laughs> the scripts for the first season for years. And then, yeah, they gave him less than a year for season two. So, gee. Oh. And you can right, you watch. can tell the difference. Yeah, I wonder why second <laughs> season stinks. I think my example would be. Uh, episodes four, five, and six, and everything after that. <laughs> fair. Yeah, fair. Because didn't he work on those a long time? Yeah. Yes. He was still working yeah. on them as he was making the movie, but... Yeah. Yeah, and he got all sorts of help. I think yeah. he started he started working on when he was in college. Yeah. Right, in a THX, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1138 or whatever. But if yeah. we go down this road... <laughs> oh, this no, I'm just, just as an example as someone who worked really hard on their masterpiece and then they didn't, they didn't have much left in the tank for yeah. whatever reason. All right. So did you guys think it was... Coincident- Do you think this movie set up who both Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were going to play for future roles? Like, do you... like? Is this the movie that set up kind of like typecasted them? No. Why? You don't think that I Jeff think Goldblum bit. really isn't that far off from his Jurassic Park role? No, I don't. Yeah, no. And I, He's you know, I the same guy. It feels like the, yeah, the scientist. I, he bangs on the table like he does in Jurassic Park. <laughs> No, I, th- yeah. I there was a moment when he's years in between. I don't think it's the fly that did that. I think that's just him. Like he's a oh fairly interesting human who doesn't have a ton of range, but what he does, he does really well. You know, he's and he in- has he has just very varying degrees of darkness in his roles. You know, but his delivery is always the his, same. yeah. His delivery is very similar in everything. He's yeah. in so Earth I Girls Are Easy. Oh yeah, yes. So is Gina Davis. Isn't yes. Mm hmm. Yes, and they're both in Transylvania 65,000, too. 
Oh, yes. (laughs) We saw that in the theater, didn't we? We did see that in the theater together. That's the last time I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) On the next episode. And that's probably fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I agree, though, because I remember thinking when he gets that part where he starts... Well, when it seems like he's on cocaine and he's real manic and yeah, and he's that I was like, oh, it's the real Jeff Goldblum. Like before yeah. that, <laughs> he was this restrained, different character, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy I recognize. Yeah, but it's perfect because his mind is going, you know, his body and is going crazy. His mind's going crazy, and he has all all this ability. He has no idea why or what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked really well. I thought it was great. Sure, I w- I, I would disagree about the Gina Davis thing though. Well, I think because the, she doesn't really have a lot to do in this movie. Yeah, she's she just seems there. A propish. Yeah, yeah, she's just there. So he has someone to like explain himself to, or to witness his transformation. You know. Yeah. Well, also and in, and their what, relationship budded yeah. over the course of seriously, it was like four days. I right. think we figured out. We're like, wait, I know the, the timeline of this wait of the movie minute. is a little. It's a little <laughs> hacky. You know, it's, oh, hard to time, it's hard to tell how much time has passed. It seems like just a couple of days from the beginning to the end. And I would assume it was meant to be more. Or, I don't know. It, it, it feels He's, a little hinky in that regard. I think he says something about it's been four weeks. Yes. Well, that's that's that when he hasn't seen her in a while. And then he goes like full on Brundlefly. But before that, when he, like from the moment he meets her at that art exhibit, where, by the way, there was like a chandelier that said art it was like pulsating <laughs> art just so that everybody knew that it was art. Oh, the idiot. <laughs> um, that, was, that was like the first scene. Uh, from that point until she was like, I don't want to see you anymore. However, that went down. It was like three or four days. Their, their love affair was like yeah. a four day long thing. <laughs> and then it was four weeks and that's when she saw him again, and he was like, come watch me vomit on my food. <laughs> yeah, he seemed very proud of it. <laughs> but she was still into it, too. It was so weird. <laughs> that's true. She hung on it a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, after he cheated on her, then it seemed like her, I mean, she couldn't let go, but I think she was just out of human concern. It wasn't like, oh, I got to save my boyfriend anymore. It was more like, I can't you know just just watch this happen or or at least not yeah. do something to help him because i don't know she hugged him Blech. yeah that was a, w- a bit weird <laughs> like, don't touch him Blech. run <laughs> <laughs> all right so going back to them so she's kind of quirky but what i thought was like oh she has she's going by a male nickname mm. which is also she goes by a male nickname in Fletch, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't know. She actually might have came out before this. But anyway, uh, and and then she seems, I don't know. She It just seemed like, okay, this is her. And, and she didn't, like, maybe you're right. Maybe she's just being her. And this is because when she's in Beetlejuice, she seems like it's pretty much this role. Um, except even a little, maybe a little quirkier. But, but I don't know. Just it just to me is like uh, it just fits fits in with what they do. Well, I I, I think of when I think of her, I think of Thelma and Louise, A League of Their Own, and The Long Kiss Goodnight. 
Not Beetlejuice? Uh, see, and, I well, think of Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. and Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot, you said it three times. <laughs> oh, Here shoot. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, after Beetlejuice, she started doing more, I, I feel like more leading uh, roles, you know, where she was sort of the star uh, at some, well, I guess that's just because of Thelma and Louise, A League of Their Own, and Long Kiss Goodnight, but... I feel like all those are a bit different than this or Beetlejuice, especially Long Kiss Goodnight, which is basically the born identity, but with a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long and, as we're in a league of their own, of course, which was a huge hit. And, and Thelma and Louise yeah. too was a gigantic hit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think physically they match each other because they're both very tall. Yeah. Slim. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In the it's 80s like two they're, giants they're staring at each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they had the same hair. <laughs> and the fly i mean yeah <laughs> oh they were married yeah they were married but i wonder I keep forgetting that i would i would guess they probably got married around transylvania six five thousand i don't know yeah 1987 <laughs> it lasted four years hmm. and she and she was with rennie harlan rennie harlan yeah and then she married a, a friend of a friend uh of Craniofacial surgeon named Reza, a friend of uh, your John. friend. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, well, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay, late later. Let's just be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up. They were stayed together for a long time. They were there together for like 19, 20 years. They wow. separated say a couple years ago. Craniofacial surgeon. Yeah. Is that a plastic surgeon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that doctor speak for <laughs> yeah but it depends what you do like they're not doing boob jobs they're putting kids who are deformed back together you know? right right face but... face stuff yes I gotcha <laughs> anyway this movie has like almost no one else in it yeah. <laughs> like yeah. four like people, people in the whole movie yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought oh, when wait, I, wait. I realized that at the end, and I was like, you know, there's other movies that do that, but I was like, this movie covers a lot for having yeah. and like is really well done for needing almost nobody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I thought it worked well. Yeah, yeah. The fourth person in the credit list is Tawny. Tawny, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, um, it's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's only. 12 people, oh, well, 10 people listed in the cast, and then two more uncredited, like extras, basically. Yeah. Was David Cronenberg credited for being yes. a... Yeah. Gynecologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there's at least one double up that's, even though there's a small cast, there is a double up. Yeah. Well, John Getz is the only one I caught. If there's more, I would be surprised. <laughs> there's one real one, and there's, then there's like a... Oh yeah, quasi is the real one, right? From Blood. He's Simple. the real one, Blood Simple. What's the quasi one? The guy who gets his hand broken off, or the Marky? compound. Marky. Oh, Mark. Yeah. Marky. Marky. Yeah. He. I mean, this is yeah. This is really weak. This is. But it, I just thought it was interesting that he is a professional boxer. Oh hmm. yeah, he kind of like yeah. He actually has fought Muhammad Ali and really? some, some of the greats. Yeah. Hmm. He looked almost too small. I was like, whoa, wait, really? I mean, he's big. Obviously, he's. But um, height-wise, he looked a little little small to box Muhammad yeah. Ali. But yeah, he's a, he's a Canadian fighter, 
pretty well known. Oh, so you're saying he's a quasi because of very quasi uh, when yeah. we were kings, right? <laughs> okay, tenuous. Yeah, I didn't. I just <laughs> threw it in the conversation. I didn't know how else to bring I think it up. It's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Good catch. Anytime. Yeah. What did you guys think of that scene, though? By the way, what? That was when one of the weirder things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What did you make of it? Any? any... He just snapped his arm. He was just he could have done that right from the beginning. I mean, he let him exactly. sweat a little, a little and then he was just like Was he maybe toying he was with, him? with him? Maybe. But yeah, maybe. He seemed like he was getting more and more nefarious. As his skin got worse, he got yeah. more nefarious. Yeah, he's getting yeah. pissed. I think it's funny though like in the fly is not the only uh, offender, but it seems to be sort of a a staple of I don't know if it's 80s films or just movies that perhaps aren't the best written all the time but when someone is is developing like newfound strength yeah. but when they decide to shoot the scene where they're sort of exploring that strength they're suddenly doing something that requires years of fucking training and practice <laughs> so he's like doing this whole gymnastics routine you're like what how'd you learn to do that man just because your muscles are stronger Suddenly you can do this thing that people spend years learning to do properly. <laughs> he stuck the dismount and everything. Yeah, right. Maybe flies are really coordinated. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they have to jump backwards before they take mm. off. Oh, that's what? why you always miss them. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, Mel Gibson oh. was uh, one of the people penned for the leading role or... He turned it down, though, to do Lethal Weapon. Really? Oh, yeah? That was probably yeah. wise. Yeah. I <laughs> that was a good call. Yeah. Uh, I love those little factoids because you realize, like, like, kind of the randomness of life through them. Like, Mel Gibson could have been like, oh, I'm going to take this role. And he would have been had a totally different career. Yeah. You know, like. Maybe. Like, and the, the, but. Yeah, maybe. But there's there's no way of knowing. Like, true. It's it not the fly's not a bad different. movie. It's just it didn't spawn, you know, a zillion sequels. Yeah. Right. You know, and then launch. I mean, I think it helped launch these two to fame, but not to the fame level. Same level as Mel Gibson. Lethal no. Weapon, yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Yeah. But he wouldn't have been wrong to take the role. Oh. And he gets crazy. He can act crazy. That's what he's known for. Yeah, yeah. you know, he could be Brundle Fly. He, he, yeah, yeah he could have owned that shit. <laughs> um, Fly. I thought he he was a little too blasé about the whole thing for a really yeah, long time. Yeah, he took time. it really well. I mean, he was making <laughs> jokes. He was talking about the Natural Museum of History of Brundlefly and his, you know, mirror in the bathroom with his broken off body parts. He's like, do you want to see? She's like, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> He's like, then why are you here? Why? (laughs) There's a few other reasons I could be here. Okay, Sam, so what do you think, seeing it this many years later, did it it hold up or was it a totally different experience? Or were you like, God, I can't believe I used to be scared of it? what's, What's your thought on it this many years later? I feel like I understand. I understand where I was coming from as a youth 
watching this movie that I should not have been watching. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, it, it did sort of hold up for me. It was still creepy and made me feel funny. <laughs> uh, there was maybe a little less of the <laughs> weird sexual awakening part of it because like he was just like full on creepy. There was no confusion there because, <laughs> you know, I guess when you're eight and you're 40, it's different. So, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I think it, it held up in terms of like, it wasn't, it didn't feel hokey. You know, I thought it was going to look hokey and like not be as creepy and it, it full on was so good job. (laughs) Creature, creature man or whoever won his, his Oscar. That was, uh, it was. Yeah. I thought that I agree. thought those effects held up really well. Yeah. Yeah. The only I, one that I yeah. didn't think held up well was the the teleporty one from, you know, when he teleported things from one pod to the other. I was like, well, that's super 80s. <laughs> With the blue lightning? Yeah. yeah. The, the same blue lightning that makes the makes the uh, DeLorean travel <laughs> yeah. through. Right? <laughs> sound like the same sound effect, too. That was stock. <laughs> the studio supplied that. Yeah. They got a discount. <laughs> But I, also, I think, no, you go. I want, I want you to go. Well, I was, I was just <laughs> kind of thinking that it probably wouldn't have worked as well today because they would have CGI'd the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that is what it's, it's nostalgic, but like you said, it, it still kind of holds up because nobody's really doing that anymore. No one's doing creature effects because they can all, they can just put it in the computer and kind of it almost make like the realism of CGI almost ruins the effect of the gore yeah. sometimes. It's yeah. too slick. Yeah. Even like it, it, not just in horror movies, but now they're using most like a lot of action movies use like CGI blood splatter. And I understand like how easy it is to do retakes when you don't have to clean the blood off of people and things, but it still looks fake it's easier to dismiss when you're watching it yeah oh you mean like those sci-fi or the sci-fi channel those movies with when it's well, all dinosaur not even those not oh. even those just like any any current action movie not any but a lot of action movies today oh you can tell that the blood splatters are fake not all of them but a lot of them when I was a kid, blood splatters were real. <laughs> yeah. They actually shot the son of a you bitch. You kids don't know what you're missing. <laughs> they needed triplets for the actors. But that's why the monkey part was so sad. Off. He looked like like a really sad little soupy I know. creature. Like, did he start like, with hamsters uh, or he just went straight to the baboons? He like, went to the, the baboon store and they just kept giving know, him where baboons. Where did he get monkeys from? They don't really talk about they that. They don't talk about that. No one should have given him monkeys. No. <laughs> hmm. Hey, Sam, do you think they should remake this movie? It's <laughs> an excellent question. Go for a third. Well, re- no, re- oh, the third remake, not the third in in this installment. What happened? Well, okay, wait. First part of the question, yes. Um, no, I mean, I think it's fine as is. I mean, I think maybe if they remade it, it would appeal to a younger audience, perhaps. Um, and that, you know, maybe someone would be interested in that studio-wise. But, uh, you know, they would do all the things we just said. They would make it all CG. It would be, like, super slick. And, you know, the effects would probably look good, but it would lose that sort of campy authentic thing that made it super creepy <laughs> to begin with yeah yeah 
So what happened at the end of Fly 2? I'm curious. I don't really, I don't think I ever saw that. I saw it. I don't remember. Let me see. Son, son of Fly? Is that what it was called? No. But it, was son, <laughs> it was Son of Fly. Did anyone look up the scenes that were deleted? No. <gasps> Daphne Zuniga. There's, oh, she was in it? She was in the so. fly too, yeah. Huh, interesting. Um, well, there's one that you can find easily on YouTube, which is the, uh, it was cut because it kind of ruined, people were, they lost, they lost their sympathy for Brundlefly fly too quick. Or pre-Brundlefly, like when he's still kind of mostly Brundle. But um, there's a scene where he, uh, it's called like the the monkey cat scene, or so, but it's actually the baboon and a house cat. And he puts them both in. The, it's like, the, it's like the end um, so sort of set, set up the end of the three pods together. The, the one that was his prototype, which was, you know, had a cover on it. He wasn't using it. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, let me throw all these two together. Well, so he did the same thing with a baboon and a cat. And it actually survives, but it's all, you know, it just freaks out. And it's like, and just rolling around with him. And, and then he jumps outside. And toward the end of the scene, he has a little, like, uh, arm, like a fly uh, arm that comes out of his stomach. And he Ooh, just sort of freaks out and pulls it out and yank and just pulls it off. And that's not really, I I'm not really sure what the point of it is other than, you know, they had an idea for the, you know, he had more stuff to, that was going to, I was, I was, couldn't remember if there was any actual wings. I was like, oh, is he, is that the part with wings? And like, no, it's no wings. But, um, but yeah, the main reason they cut it was because people were like, why would you do that to a cat? I'm sorry. You, you know? <laughs> I That's think. too far. Yeah. That is too far. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, it was ultimately unnecessary because you understand what he's doing at the end when, you know, he's got everybody, he's throwing everybody, he's throwing the kitchen and sink into this thing. He's like, oh, just put some stuff in there and I'll, I'll come out better for it. You know, he doesn't really care anymore. Hmm. But it, that's why it confused me where he could have thrown what's his face into I thought that too. Into yeah. the thing. I thought that was his plan. And then, yeah, me too. you know, that was the yeah, whole that reason made he way like, more sense. incapacitated and it, and it, him. And they must have realized that because from what I understand, that's sort of the end of the fly too. Um, him and another dude go in and they set the computer and like Eric Stoltz comes out fine and the other dude's all fucky. Oh, it yep. works. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Also, Rocky Dennis is in Fly 2. Seriously, <laughs> like my my two most traumatic childhood movies. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. And then the other uh, scene where it was cut, or I don't even know if it was it ever, how far it actually made it, but it was like the butterfly sort of, it's like a, um, it's like the, the birth scene the dream scene. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, you know, she, she, it does happen. She gives birth to something that's like a fly with more like a butterfly or something. Totally. It would have totally changed the ending, which is why they cut it. Cause it would have been ridiculous. Well, yeah. they had it in the movie as like a pulsating <laughs> dildo. That's what, <laughs> right. that's what it looked like. Disgusting right. giant. But that yeah. was her dream. And I didn't, there was, a, it was supposed to be, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're saying that she gave birth she at the gives end birth of the movie? She gives birth at the end of the movie, yeah. Because she never um, had the abortion, so like it's left open-ended. Hmm. That's another thing. They're dealing with the topic of abortion. What? Uh, eight years old in the 80s. What am I watching here? I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. My parents would be horrified to know this. Sorry, mom yeah. and dad. Sorry, they're going to listen you. to this. You shouldn't have got HBO. I was very excited. 
Yeah. So be afraid. Be very afraid. Mel Brooks. Huh. I'm reading Cohen's computer screen right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny that Mel Brooks was a producer, but didn't want his name on it. because He didn't think people would take it seriously. (laughs) That's probably smart at the time. Because I do take this movie really seriously. It is. It's Mm -hmm. a very serious film. It is interesting that, you know, reading about it in hindsight, that people thought that he was creating a metaphor for the (laughs) HIV, you know, Mm -hmm. AIDS, AIDS uh, epidemic in, in, um, you know, because of the sores that they get and, the, and just the body wasting away all the other things with mm-hmm. with with end stage uh, AIDS, um, yeah. which is something I you know back then was you know during those years that AIDS was on very much in everybody's mind um, and in the news the way coronavirus is. But I, I gotta say I would have never put that together. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. had that thought. Didn't he? Yeah. Didn't Cronenberg say like no? It was more. It was supposed to be more about disease generally. Yeah, I mean, it's more about, yeah, it wasn't about AIDS, aging. But, yeah, and no, aging, right? But, right. But yeah, I thought it was uh, was interesting. Oh, I'm reading stuff too. Here it says musician Brian Ferry composed a song called "Help Me." You're reading stuff. Well, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know the stuff. We're nearly done here, but I'm still reading new stuff. Like, what the hell? A song yeah, by Brian Ferry. The trivia on this movie is pretty extensive. There's a lot of interesting little tidbits here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the interesting thing, one of the interesting ones in there, was how they made his eyes. There's like a, a very creative use of a condom to make hmm. his eyeballs fall out. And oh, yeah, so they describe how they do some of the. Um, some of the uh, special effects that actually, like I, like you said, you know, you know, who needs CGI when you can just fill up a condom with uh, yeah. gelatinous stuff and pop it? Yeah, um, it's way cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool that uh, Michael Keaton was offered the role of Seth Brundle but declined, and that it was originally going to be a Tim Burton movie. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, would have been way different with Tim Burton. Yeah. And I don't it think it probably good. ended up too cutesy. Yeah. A little too Edward Scissorhands. Disney eyes instead of condom eyes. Yes. <laughs> Which can be the same thing, I guess, because some of those animators are kind of dirty. <laughs> are you talking about right. the, little, the Little Mermaid? Uh, the Little Mermaid <laughs> and the, the sex dust and the Lion King and yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Is all that stuff true? Yeah, yeah, you can you can see all that stuff. Yeah, I, don't know. I definitely rewound the Lion King to see the sex dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's in there, man. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, it was a famous musician that did the music, right? One of the big ones, Howard Shore. Howard Shore. Yeah, who did all the Lord of the Rings? He doesn't. He does all the kinds of stuff. Yeah. But it seems like this is different for him. Like most of his movies are kind of dramatic and sentimental and this one was creepy. I, I like I the creepy music, but when it was supposed to be sentimental, I got sick of it. It was it was too much. I, I did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Was... The music didn't stick with me at all. I have no memory of it. There's just a little bit too much of it. Yeah. But it, I mean, when it gets to the finish, it's like ah, ah, you know, it's very yeah. it's very effective at the end. But almost, almost too much. It's almost saturated with music, so none of it stands out. Which we, we talked about that before. Like, you know, people go a little crazy with it sometimes. At least it definitely did more so than 
Like these days, horror is, I mean, again, I'm no shit about horror, but you guys tell me if I'm wrong here. That seems like less is more, especially with horror, because how else can you build suspense without some silence, some creepiness? Well, I mean, this yeah. is a different type of for horror the, movie. Than I mean, most, yeah, for the, mo- for the most part, I would agree with that. There are exceptions to every rule, but sure. Yes. I mean, this is not the type of movie where you, something jumps out at you necessarily. It's more. Yeah, not really. Situational. Except for when he crashes through the wall of <laughs> the wall of the block glass. God damn that block was. glass! Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But again, she went with him. Ill. <laughs> you know, well, you can tell she, she doesn't have her. great taste in men I because mean, the guy, clearly, right? <laughs> the The guy she's trying to get away from, who ultimately helps her, is a. Is more of a creeper. creep than Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even he's more of a creep than most of Brundlefly. To, you know. <laughs> right. So. I thought it was interesting, though, that they that they have the guy she, she's trying to get out of her life be the one who saves her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He almost she has needed, a character arc. Yeah. She needed yeah, a know, few more friends, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the weird things I think is that uh, her her when to start with she she is going to do an article on him and then he's like let's I want to do a book and she and she just totally goes along with that I don't think that's really how it works as far as the you know the journal, journalism part of it I mean it's not a it's not an important detail but I mean in so, terms of both well, her, both she yeah her yeah, career <laughs> her career but she jumps into this relationship she also like completely goes along with whatever he says even while you know right from the beginning it seems like just because you know he's has such confidence like i well because you know my what does he say to get her out of there like i'm going to change the world and i'm not those guys are lying i'm not yeah yeah you know that was all she needed she's like oh well and she believed everything he said after that yeah with this weird hair and his creepy teeth it's like really you listen to this guy <laughs> and oh, as long honey. you know just to finish up on the the critique part because we we're, we've been pretty generous to this movie it's it's great i love it <laughs> i loved it i know i'm not i'm not exaggerating I, I really liked it a lot this time but i couldn't help but think about those little weird dna problems like how do you you know sure. <laughs> completely transform from a hundred percent human with just a couple of hairs on your back to full-on fly, full-size fly. I mean, just, right. just, just yeah. something that small. The ratio dominate. of DNA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't fly. Especially when the <laughs> other two <laughs> animals. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Sorry. You passed the initiation. You are one of us. <laughs> Bad condolences is all yeah. it takes. <laughs> Thank you. I am honored. <laughs> Yeah. Other than Sean, that, no. Sean, before I cut you off, continue. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was gonna. You didn't. So the the question you're asking is is why does it's not that it's not the size of the fly DNA. It's why is it chosen? Why why is it becoming red? It's one thing to mm. merge two things. Like there's a like you could use you could use CRISPR and insert all sorts of DNA into parts of your body. But for most of us, most of our DNA is coiled up and not being used. And in different cell types, 
the different parts of DNA are being used. So your question is, why in the world does the fly get DNA get turned on mm-hmm. more so than the human DNA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No answer. <laughs> this movie yeah, sucks. <laughs> there is no movie. I was expecting a very intricate answer. <laughs> but yeah, this is this may not be so theoretical someday, which is scary. Yeah. No, I just want the wings, not the vomit. It kind of, it actually, it, it, when I, when we were watching it, it um, when he first is talking about teleportation, it reminded me a bit of Tron. Um, the way they sort of explain yes. breaking the, down, you know, a, a, a thing and rebuilding it on the other end. Wow. Yeah. Although they, they don't, although in Tron they don't really talk about it in that in, in 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 terms of teleportation, they're talking about in terms of like digitizing, or they don't even say that. I, I actually don't remember. <laughs> They say, yeah, they, uh, they say, here goes nothing. It's like, interesting, interesting. <laughs> here, right. Really, you should say, here goes something, here comes nothing. Right. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> she hates the joke, too. But yeah. I, thought, I thought the same damn thing. I thought <laughs> yeah. they're taking, they're dis- I can't remember what, what uh, Brundle says. He, it was like, we're reassembling. You're re- right. It's mm-hmm. reassembled here. He yeah. says, we're, we're disassembling here and the computer's reassembling there or yeah. whatever. You're right. That's same thing. I, in the idea that they, they, they touch upon and they get into, but I feel uh, it, the idea that um, that it's a purification process, I thought was one of the most interesting things about the whole movie. Like a computer breaks you down and puts you back together. Perfect. But based on its interpretation. Right. Well, I mean, when there's not a fly there, he yeah. probably, I mean, the movie would lead us to believe that he would have been put back together like as perfect as a human could be but the yeah. meat wasn't the what the steak wasn't yeah well that yeah but that was before he perfected it right but he doesn't really, really it's not we don't yeah really this, know that. oh we don't know what he does he's like oh the computer <laughs> cannot interpret what a steak and it's like what and then <laughs> yeah. the next scene everything's fine yeah he fixed it sort the, of the monkey was still alive but yeah. we don't know we don't know five days later what happened to that monkey you have, never saw the monkey could have again. Exploded. <laughs> yeah, the because mon- the monkey is now a cat, which we didn't see <laughs> <laughs> because of that deleted scene. Right. I think it's funny you thought Tron. I went. Ex- I went right to Willy Wonka and Mike oh. TV. Right. Oh, <laughs> another one. My memories of Tron are much more concrete than Willy Wonka, though. That's I mean, I guess why. that makes sense. <laughs> so. Well, what are we doing next? Hmm, whose turn? Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Excuse me, clear my throat. I was going to make, yeah, I always make a joke about not being ready, but I am ready. What? Um, what? Yeah. I was going to, I had, um, I had stuff to, de- to help you delay. You did? <laughs> yeah. You had a routine? Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, hey, from a budget standpoint, this, this movie was, was far more successful than, than our last movie. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, this this had a, like a twelve million dollar budget, and it made sixty million at the box office. Hmm, nice. that's pretty good. Yeah, especially in the mid eighties, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why they had to make another one, right? They, had <laughs> yep, kicked ass. Yeah, you're right. You you make that much money, you got to spend it on something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go. We're gonna jump up to the nineties. And it's a director that 
we have discussed, but we have not actually watched one of his movies, to my knowledge. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a, like Cohen's discussed it. I, I, I'm not too familiar with him, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen are some. You, are you picking a movie you haven't seen? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. Is it a Western? Do you ever pick a movie you've seen? <laughs> <laughs> I picked When Harry Met Sally before. I mean, yeah, yeah okay, that was that great. Was a, that yeah, was that one. was great. Thank, that, thank you, Sean. That, that one was cred. great. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go different. So now you're you're just swinging in the uh, opposite just, direction. Yeah. No, it's it's right. on, it's been on my list for a while because it's because of who's in it. Um, one yeah. of them is John Goodman. Is it um, arachnophobia? Oh, it's a John Goodman movie you haven't Wait, seen. From, you said from the oh, because it's a Coen Brothers movie. Ni- you know, it's 1993. Nope. Hmm. Um, what else can I say about it? It's kind of a. It's not arachnophobia. <laughs> Is it? It's is oh it, right. Is it just a John? Did you say John Lithgow? No, John Goodman. No, he said John, oh, Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. He's picking Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. <gasps> it's kind of a. I mean, I'm going from descriptions because I haven't seen it, but from everything I've read, is is sort of a bit of a meta movie. It's kind of a com- commentary on movies itself. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, the, it's uh, the. Christ, I forgot the name. The, the, the title of the movie is like the name of a movie theater or something. Right. Exactly. It's, I just can't think of what that is. <laughs> Matinee. Matinee, right. Yeah. yeah. So apologies um, to those who have seen it, but I... Who's the director on that? Joe Dante. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, we just Still talked a about big it passing with verbs and stuff like that. Yeah. There's definitely other movies that are better that he's directed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I picked this one because it caught my attention, so hopefully, hmm. you know, has something to talk about. All right, Sean. <laughs> no, there'll be nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, I gotta stop being so apologetic for my picks. Screw this. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, uh, Matt, Matt, as I recall, Manny is not not terrible. I think okay. I, I saw it once when it came out. I haven't seen it since. But we we can't talk about it. I can't remember a single thing about it. I just said we can't talk about it. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't. First I, I honestly can't talk about it. Nothing, I seriously can't. There's nothing there. All right. Yeah. Well, this, this uh, Lady this Sam, is, this has been probably the best. This was clearly the best. Oh, yeah. Your best episode. Well, our best. Our best. Because our you best. joined us. <laughs> right? Yeah. See? Awesome. We're Great. honored. We'll never top it. Sweet. I doubt it. And this yeah. is Cohen's first guest. It is my first guest. I don't yeah. see a lot. Thank you for joining coming, us. But... Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is top Long time yes. listener, first time contributor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, this has been the film with three brains, actually four this time. All Thank right. You. I'm out of here. Oh, abrupt. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> see you next time. Pulsating dildo doesn't sound too bad to some people, I bet.